For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love, the cross, Open your Bible with me to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 11. The Bible says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And you know John is talking to fellow Christians here. He says, Beloved. He's talking to people that he loves and people that love him. He's talking to his family, to his Christian family. Beloved, if God so loved us us and where it says if he's not meant he's not trying to put doubt in your mind no he's simply saying because you know god loves us so much we ought also to love one another and you know the, the more that you realize how much god truly loves you the more that you will love god and the more that you love god the more you will love other people and let me take it out a step further when you start to see your own unrighteousness in yourself, you will really forgive and love one another because none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. We all will get mad and say something we don't really mean. We'll all act foolish every now and then. But when you see your own unrighteousness, that's when you can really forgive and, and really love one another. And that's what God wants. He wants us to love Him with everything that we have, and He wants us to love each other. Did you know that all the laws, the commandments can hang on those two things? Love the Lord God Almighty with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy brother. That pleases the Lord. Just like when a parent sees his children or her children loving one another and looking out for one another and caring for one another, that pleases that parent. That makes the parent happy. Why? Because that warms their heart. Amen. And the same with the Lord. When he sees his children loving one another, looking out for one another, watching over each other, filling each other's needs, that pleases the Lord. And you know what really pleases the Lord when he sees you, when you go out of your way and you do something for somebody that you know they could never pay you back. You're doing it because you love God so much and you love them. That truly pleases the Lord, because that's what Jesus did for you. He did something for you that you could never pay him back. He laid down his life on that cross to save your soul. Amen. And we are supposed to be like Jesus. We're supposed to look at him and model him and and love like he loves. Amen. It is hard for us because we're in the flesh. But the more that you love God, the more that the Holy Spirit dwells within you and the more that you will love other people. The next verse, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 12. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, 
God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Where it says, no man hath seen God at any time, I believe it's talking about the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because the disciples was, was with Jesus, they walked and talked with him while he's here on earth. And Moses, he only saw the hinder parts of, of God, but he saw God. But nobody has seen the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in one. But I believe we will one day when we're in heaven and we're before the throne of God. I believe we'll be there with the triune God and see him with our own eyes and talk with him and worship him and love him and praise the Lord being in the presence of a thrice holy God. And it says, if we love one another, God dwelleth in us. You know, the more that you love God, the more that you're going to love other people. And God, and God can see that and other people can see that. See, when God dwells in you, you're going to love one another. You're going to look out for one another. You're going to watch over one another. And God put that desire in you. You didn't have it before you got saved. God placed that desire in you. That is his desire that he placed in you. It is a good desire. You think about that. God placed that desire in you. So the next time you're tempted to look down on somebody or say something mean to somebody or get back at somebody that's supposed to be your brother in Christ, you just remember that God put that desire in you that you should love one another. And the Bible also says oh, how the world will know that we're a child of God because of the way that we love each other, the way that the brethren love one another. And the last part of that verse says, and his love is perfected in us. The more that you put down yourself and you pick up the Holy Spirit, the more that you put down the flesh and you put God first, the more that you are perfecting what God wants you to be, the more that you are becoming what God wants you to be. Amen? Because he saved you. Yes, he loved you like you were, but he didn't save you so that you could stay the same way. No, he wants you to change. He wants you to grow in him. Amen? He certainly does. 1 John chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. In other words, we know that we, he dwells in us and we in him because he hath given us his spirit. In other words, this is how we know because the Holy Spirit resides within us. That seal of promise, we're sealed unto the day of redemption, the Bible says. And thank God for that promise. 1 John chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. John literally seen Jesus with his physical eyes. He spoke with him and walked with him and talked with him. He saw him. He said, I've seen it, and I do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. The whole world. Red, yellow, black, white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. doesn't matter where you came from, what you've done, who you, even if you've murdered somebody. The apostle Paul murdered Christians before he got saved, and yet God used him to pen a lot of the New Testament. Amen? God can change 
a life. And it says, I've seen it and I testify of it. And you say, well, wait a minute, preacher. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it with my eyes. Well, hold on. Let me ask you something. If you see a man that's a drunkard that treats his family terrible, that treats his wife terrible, that doesn't do what he's, a father's supposed to do and doesn't provide for his family, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he turns it around and he goes to church. He's in church every Sunday. He cleans his life up. He goes to work every, every, every day of the week. He watches over his family. He's taking care of them, looking over them, loving them. Why? Because of a changed life. Let me just say something. You have seen the power of God. You have saw the work of God in that person's life. That is the power of God upon a person's life. It changes you. Oh, God loves you the way that you are. But he doesn't want you to stay the way that you are. No, sir, no, ma'am. He wants you to grow in the Lord. He wants you to sanctify and purify your life by reading the Bible, by doing what's right, by going to church, by loving the brethren. Amen? So you may have not seen Jesus with your own eyes, but you've seen the power of God and the work of Jesus. And let me just tell you, that is a powerful testimony. To me, that is a miracle when you see a changed life like that. And praise God for it. And the Bible says he sent, the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world, the whole world. God wants each and every person to be saved. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to us were, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants to be the Savior of the world. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, the whole world won't be saved. Many will reject Jesus. The Bible says there'll be a remnant saved. Just a small amount. But God wants each and every person to be saved. And so do I. And so do I. God doesn't want any person to wind up in the lake of fire where there's weeping and wailing, gnashing of teeth and gnawing of tongue where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. There's no hope there. There's no relief there. God does not want you to go there. He doesn't want you to go there so bad that he sent his son to die on the cross to pay the penalty of sin for you. But you have got to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And then that's what makes him your personal savior. You, he's part of you, a piece of you, a piece of the Holy Spirit resides within you. You get born again. Amen. Look with me now in the next verse, 1 John chapter 4, verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. You know, you see many people praying, and God, they put God's name out there all, all the time, and they'll pray to God. But isn't it funny that when you pull out the name of Jesus, when you start saying and confessing the name of Jesus, you see the name Jesus has power over. The demonic forces and the evil forces do not like that name of Jesus. So he, that verse is very pacific. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God. God dwelleth in him and he in God. You see there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Devils, devils and demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is the Son of God. 
And the Bible said, God dwells in that person. You see, you know, like when I got saved, I just knew that I knew that I knew that Jesus, that is God in the flesh. I just knew it. Just as much as I know I'm Michael Sadler, I just knew it. God put that in me and he'll put it in you too. It'll be the realest thing you have ever felt. It'll be the realest thing you have ever had. Amen? Why? Because God will place that in you. And that's what he's saying. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And you will know that you know that you know that you know that you are a child of God. Verse 16, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. The special object of God's love is to be in fellowship and be in the company of those who have born, been born into the family of God. And if I am to be in fellowship, if you are to be in true fellowship with God, then you and I must love those that he loves. We must love those that God loves. And see, God loves those people enough that he died for them also. Oh, how quick we look! We start to judge and look down on them and say, man, they didn't get saved till late in life, or I can't believe where they came from, or I can't believe what they did. All right, hold on a minute. That's not how God sees it. God sees it as they're a child of God, whether they got saved at nine or 99. It doesn't matter what they did. The apostle Paul murdered Christians, and yet God loved him and used him greatly and mightily. David, David messed up big time, but God still said, I love him, and he's a man after my own heart. You see, God doesn't see things the way that we see things. He most certainly does it. And so if you and I are going to be in true fellowship with God, we must love those that he loves. Amen. He most certainly should. Most certainly does. I'm sorry. Verse number 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in the world. Herein is our love made perfect perfect in other words it's saying this is our this is how our love is made perfect and that we may have boldness in the day of judgment isn't that something we're going to be judged by god and the bible saying you can have boldness boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in the world because as jesus is because when you stand before god god's going to see his son because you're washed in the blood if you're saved, if you're born again. He's going to see the righteousness of Jesus, that you are covered in it. And that's why John says that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Amen? Because we are covered in the blood. We are covered in God's promise by His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, so are we in this world. That's how we are in this world also. Oh, we're not made in perfection yet because we're not in heaven yet. But we can have boldness that when that day comes, when we stand before God, that God is going to see His Son. 
that God's going to see that his son already paid the penalty for us and put his righteousness upon us. And that's what God will be judging. He will see us as his son and praise the Lord for it. Because if he saw us, us as us, we wouldn't have a chance in the world. We'd be cast into the lake of fire. But praise God for that perfect, sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Amen. That we're covered in the blood. We're washed in the blood. Verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. No fear. It is a terrible thing to live in fear. I've met many people that live in fear constantly fear all the time and it does torment them some people get fearful to even go out of their house and they're so afraid of what might happen or, or what they're in torment constant torment constant fear listen to what the bible says there is no fear in love but perfect love casteth out fear because we have come to know god's love we have no fear of perishing you have no fear of death. Old death, where is thy sting? Paul said, it's gone. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And it, it, is perfect. it is his perfect love that casts out fear. When you realize that you're saved, when you realize how much God loves you, when you realize you know that you know that you know where you're going, because we're not promised tomorrow, you may not make it to work, you may not wake up in the morning. And you could let that torment you and haunt you. But listen, when you know that you know God loves me and I'm going to heaven, hey, that gives you peace. Amen? It gives you peace. And he says, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. God's love has not been allowed to operate in the lives of those who are afraid of him. Those people that are afraid of God are tormented. Why? Because they are not a child of God. Because they know deep down, whether they realize it in their mind or not, deep down they know they don't have any peace. When they lay down at night, they know that them and God are not at peace. The Bible says that they're at enmity with God. They know something's not right. The Bible says you wonder about the, the guy in, in the jungle that's never heard of the Bible, never heard of Jesus, never heard of preacher. Well, would it be fair? No, the Bible says that creation cries out, there's a heaven and the earth, that there, there's, a, there's a Savior. So they know God has put that in each and every person. And so they're tormented by those things. Oh, there are many torments in the world. I realize that. People are scared of all kind of things. But listen, when you're scared of God, when you have no peace between you and God, there is no fear torment like that because you know that you are not right with the Creator and one day you'll stand before Him and give an account for every word, deed, and action that you did in this life and He will judge you by it and judge you for it. Amen? And there's a place called the Lake of Fire. There's a place called Hell. And, and you will go there if you've never been saved. But the Bible says, perfect love casteth out fear. Oh, what peaceful it is when you know where you're going. 
Oh, what sweet sleep you can have when you know if I don't wake up in the morning, it doesn't matter because I'll be with the Lord. Amen. I just watched my grandma pass away, 89 years old, and she lived for the Lord her whole life. And she had such peace at the end of her life. And she knew, you could see it on her face, she knew where she was going. She knew she was going to be with her Savior Jesus. And she served him faithfully her whole life. I watched her whole life and what peace she had. And God wants you to have that peace that no matter what, you may be young and healthy, but you're not promised tomorrow. You may get in a car wreck. You may get cancer. You just don't know. The Bible says that death stalks all of us. But what peace you can have when you have the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And those people that, that are tormented, that don't know the love of God, they have never come to Him in repentance and received the forgiveness of their sins through the Lord Jesus Christ and had the peace of God hanging around them. Amen? God wants you to have that. He wants you to get that. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to come to heaven with him. He wants to give you that peace more than anything, but you have to accept it. Amen. It's up to you, the balls in your court. Amen. And let me just say this. If you know that you're saved, if you know that you're born again and you have torment in your life, it's because you're not right with God. It's because you have sin in your life. You say, hold on, preacher. You're pointing a finger at me. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. The Holy Spirit will torment you if you are living in sin. He will make you angry. He will make you bitter. He will make you sour. Nobody will want to be around you. Why? Because you've allowed sin in your life. And the Holy Spirit, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal that to you. And it will make you miserable. A sinning Christian is a miserable Christian. It most certainly is. Why? Because he, the Holy Spirit wants you to get right. He wants you to get that sin out of your life. He wants you to ask forgiveness for it. He wants you to get close to God again. Amen? Look with me now in the next verse. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love Him because He first loved us. Oh, how selfish we really are. Oh, how selfish we human beings truly are. We are so selfish. The Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. God loves us. He wants the best for us. And the Bible says that's why we love him, because he loved us. And the way I explain it to the little kids, it's like a mother that loves their, their child so much they do everything for them. Cook their meal, cut their food up, wash their clothes, lay their clothes out. I mean, they do every for them. That mom shows them nothing but love. And in return, that child loves them. And it's that way, but on a much, much greater level with God. God's done everything for you. He's created heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea, breathed life into your body, giving you food, nourishment. He wants you to come to him through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. I'd ask you today, have you ever put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know that you know that you know? Will you... Will you Spent all your childhood in church? Did you grow up in church? Do you go to church every Sunday? You put money in the offering? But let me ask you this. None of that matters 
if you've never been born again, if you've never been washed in the blood, if you've never truly got on your face and repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.